everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful fall in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's thank God I'm atheist. <laughs> the breathy, breathy podcast. <laughs> I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. And coming up today. <laughs> no, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. <laughs> Tell us what's coming up today, Dan. Uh, we're gonna be talking about. Uh, I'm gonna, I am going to say the words Utah. <laughs> Is a battleground state <laughs> for the and presidency, and we won't be talking about militias. Yeah, so that's uh, well, that's, that's a shock to me. Uh, it's less political and more. I know that our show is not about politics, though. Lately, some might complain that it is. Yeah, but that's I how. Th- I, but this is truly a religious angle. A, yeah. So yeah, you trust me. It takes an act of God. <laughs> For a Republican <laughs> to have any trouble winning Utah. Are you coming around? See what I did? Dan, are you, are you coming around on the whole belief thing? On the whole belief thing? Yeah. I'm not, but you know what? I'm going to use that as my segue is into it, my first story. A little tease? Yeah. Oh, oh no, an actual segue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm okay. segueing. Look at you. Um, you may not remember this. <clears throat> we have talked about her. Uh, a woman named Teresa McBain. McBain. It, Yes, McBain. Uh, oh, that that was that was a Simpsons reference. I think so. Okay. Uh, in in March of of twenty and twelve, uh-huh. uh, Miss McBain uh, came out as an atheist okay. uh, at the American Atheist Convention. Oh, um, rough rough crowd, I'm sure for that. <laughs> yes, boy. Yeah. She, no, she was actually uh, hailed as as a conquest, of course. Because she was a she was a pastor, oh, a Christian pastor, okay. uh, who uh, who came out as atheist. Uh, she joined the clergy project, which uh-huh. which is the 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 project for pastors who are crush, or priests or whatever who are, uh, question their faith, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and either secretly become atheists or like are dealing with you know deep crises of faith or whatever. Yeah. Well, a new. A new wrinkle in her saga oh, no. has occurred. No. She believes again. Oh, she's <laughs> one of those. She is. She's gone she's gone full CS Lewis. <laughs> Out and then back in again. <laughs> uh Okay. Uh this is after oh. this is after like she worked for the American atheists like she was she was just in she was she just got into atheism for the money she went in well oh yeah because there's as you and I can attest <laughs> there's so much sweet sweet money in atheism <laughs> it is it's a cash cow over here boy <laughs> anywho uh, yeah so she so yeah. She started. She worked uh, in all these uh, in a couple of mm. atheist um, uh, nonprofits and all that sort of thing. <sighs> okay, and and well, now has so gone what did back. It? To, does she does she have a story? Does she she has, does she hate atheists now? Who who offended her? <laughs> who? <laughs> That's right. We need to start asking all of those questions. <laughs> yeah. Who who offended you? What ha- yeah. Were you molested by an <laughs> by an atheist? By an atheist. Priest, we don't have those. Yeah, we don't have those. Um, what would be the closest thing? Yeah. Uh, Dave Silverman? I don't <laughs> I I will be editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to float that one, Dan. <laughs> Let's proceed. Let's proceed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what her deal is uh, other than 
suddenly the clergy project stopped hearing from her and then uh and then she popped up well it could have been a clergy then i guess I, or <laughs> i'll tell you this you and i have the, joked you can take the clergy out of the church <laughs> but you can't take the molestin out of the clergy is that the oh, wow no i i don't know about that <laughs> Uh, what I do know, though, is that you and I have talked uh, at length about how well we could do if we went, if we decided to pretend to believe in God, and uh, and and then started our own like clergy, or our own church, no, no, or whatever. That's true, and I do think at this point that's probably what we should do. The atheist, <laughs> see, the atheist converting to to Jesus lover narrative. Oh my God, they that's gold. Yeah. Money is just going to pour. And we have this woman. five years of recordings of us saying awful things about about religion, religion, and believers. Oh my God! The 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 my Lord, please forgive me. Moment would be really, really, really good. Well, and the uh, and and the narrative is just so easy because mm-hmm. every time you can just say, you know, I was a non-believer. Write some books. I was. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be too cynical. I'm not saying that that's why this woman stopped uh, not believing. Could have been why she became res- a, bl- a non-believer <laughs> in the first place. It was like this, you know, five-year plan. Yeah. To yeah. Be like, you know what? If I just go in, do a good showing, denounce the Lord for like four or five years, then... Then repent. And I'll just keep my fingers crossed the whole time. <laughs> right? And I'll come back around and be all part of this master plan. Yeah. She does have a, a video, which I just, it was so long. She has a video on her website that I just couldn't watch because it was too long. <laughs> like, I was watching it for a while and I was like, oh, say something interesting at all. And anyway, but there, there you go. I, I, I guess this is to me is a story just because so many people like believe that somehow once you hit that atheist thing, it's impossible. You'll never ever be lured back or whatever oh, it's not always the case yeah i i i don't know that i think that though yeah i don't think that either i mean i th- I know for me it would take a massive thing god would have to walk into the room uh, sh- yeah there would have to be a strong disturbance in the force before i would be <laughs> even thinking before it would even occur to me to think that maybe there's a god like that would just not occur to me but i do wonder if maybe she missed the uh the community that she had when she was when she had a when she was a pastor yeah she probably felt more important when she was a pastor yeah i don't know what would lead someone back who was a pastor yeah it'd be an interesting person to have on the show she probably wouldn't do it maybe maybe not who knows (laughs) well we'll especially not after a few of the things we just said (laughs) um so dan yeah when you die I think I know the answer. Whoa, whoa. Me die? Why would that happen? When you die, Dan. Yeah. What are, you, what are your plans for your body? Oh. Uh, I, and I have strict instructions to Andrea about this. Okay. I want to be stuffed, <laughs> and I want motion detectors put in my eyes, and <laughs> no. a voice. I'm going to record a series of my own voice. Well, you, pr- you probably have enough, actually, Dan... Enough voice samples at this point. She can they, make whatever she can make me say whatever she wants you can to. Be like Roger Ebert, right? Where they designed <laughs> his own voice into a computer when he lost his voice. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, and then I want, and then I want, you know, 
I want my hand out, and every time somebody walks past me, I want my body to say, put it there, partner, how you doing? Or, you know, just any number of things. Right. To alarm and uh, and dismay the, all those who see me. <laughs> that's that's what I want done for my... I, what I, a beautiful, beautiful plan. I don't think it's going to happen. Originally, the plan was that uh, that I wanted that to happen, and then Idiot. I wanted... And then if I had children, I wanted it... I wanted any, like, receipt of anything in my will to be contingent on agreeing to have me stuffed in their home for a period of time and like move me around from descendant to descendant dress you as santa claus at Christmas. sure exactly the kind of thing that i want Cubs only because i lap in part because i want there to i would oh, love for, oh oh <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, for some reason i i love the thought of somebody having calling their sibling and being like you have to take grandpa he is freaking the kids out but I don't have any pro- progeny, so <laughs> that can't happen. Well, you fucked that one up, Dan. I, I really did. I ruined the whole idea. Wow. Anyway, why do you ask, Frank? Because um, I personally, Dan, have always figured I wanted to be cremated. Yeah. I think that's the nice thing to do. I think it's I think nice. It's, yeah, sure. uh, you know, you're not just being plunked out somewhere yeah. in a cemetery. But I never really thought about, do I have an issue with cemeteries because they are such religious places. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. Well, one Mr. Josef Erdem in no. uh, Sweden oh, okay. has a plan. Okay. He's putting into motion. He uh, is, uh, it's going to be a cemetery free of religious symbols. Wow. Um, in a town called... Swedesville. <laughs> No, Blurgenblair, something or other. I underlined it. In a I town. Find it. In there's a, a town. There's a town called Borlanga. Okay. In, uh, or Berlanga, maybe, in Sweden. Uh, and the church is actually going to be operated and maintained by the Church of Sweden. Okay. They've agreed to, sort of, to take it on, but they have also agreed that there will be no religious symbols whatsoever. Wow. And it's actually receiving amazingly positive response as you would expect in a place like sweden sure uh but uh you have even believers who are sort of considering it that it's just sort of a place for everyone yeah it's this very anyone can be buried here you just can't put a cross or a star of david or what about masonic symbols can you put masonic symbols on there i don't know I, I was in a I was in a cemetery literally like a day ago and was looking at all the and had to look up all the different symbols I was seeing. On and one cemetery. said that the that the person was a mason. Well, I mean, I knew the the standard mason, the the compass and the square uh-huh. with the with the G in the middle. Right. I don't know what the G stands for. It stands for G. I was a mason, but uh, but then there was another one that was like a a sword over a like a phoenix or something with a right. thing and i was like what is that and apparently that's a shriner thing but like, okay. you have to be highest level mason to do that well i want a microphone there you go just the whole headstone is, is a sh- microphone is a microphone is it carved out of stone so instead of an obelisk right i want a microphone right i like it it's <laughs> it's like the only thing i've like consistently done every week in my life <laughs> in your whole life yeah sure right it's this show <laughs> so at this point put a microphone on mine i like but it. nonetheless like it's kind of it, it kind of lets you think about well what kind of symbols would people 
use to right. represent their life. Or, you know, I mean, and you'll see there's, I don't know how I fully feel about the, the headstones that have like a picture of the yeah. person on it. I'm not, I don't know what to do with that. I kind of love it for me only because then I get to put a face to this sort of random name that I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually cheesy and I usually make fun of it. Yeah. But I kind of like it too. I shouldn't make fun of you it. Yeah. I shouldn't. No, I do. I'd make fun of all of the things. We, in one of the in nothing, one of the nothing sacred to you, Dan. That's true. <laughs> it's like I lost God and suddenly sacredness just left the building. Did I, did you know that in one of the cemeteries in the Mount Olivet Cemetery here in Salt Lake City, Utah, yeah. which is one of my favorite places on the earth, I mm-hmm. love that. I love that cemetery. Really? Hmm. Uh, except that now there's this one section, and it's right as you drive in through the main entrance. Mm-hmm. There is one section that's all new. And increasingly cheesy. Oh, like no. the rest of it's actually it's a it's a classy cemetery. Like the rest of it is very nice. Right. This section now has, I mean, like for years there's been the heart shaped black marble thing with the with the girl's uh, face lasered uh, laser etched onto it. Yeah. No, thank you. There's been which is and that's a big one too. It's it's a right. monolithic thing. Uh, right. And then there's and the new one is. This utterly shitty, delicate arch, this huge and delicate arch is a Utah landmark. If you don't know what it is, it's a it's a big it's a it's an enormous sandstone right. arch in in southern Utah. This one's a it's probably ten feet high. No way. And it is. This was expensive. It was expensive, and it's brand new, and it's so shitty and oh, so no. stupid. So like. I don't know. I get a kick out of it. Yeah. I get a kick out of it. But but here's what I here's one of the things that I wanted to say about this Swedish thing. In the U.S., if you said this is a no religious symbols cemetery, mm-hmm. people would say, "Ha ha, anti religion." But just as it is when we say, "Please don't put religious symbols on the courthouse. Please right. don't put religious symbols on the thing." It's the opposite of anti. It's yeah. pro everybody. Right. It's actually not exclusive it's inclusive yes and people don't see that so when you're out there if if the only thing that you have to define yourself though dan is the fact that you believe in jesus and you go to church Mm. you know three times a week right um that is who you are yeah you're a jesus freak okay right i could see that and so when you die also like come on like death is the thing they all have and it's the most important part of their Right. Uh, it's part th- of their theology. Yeah. Death is part of their, like, th- how they shape the entire universe. They think about their death all the fucking time. Right. They have all this angst and everything which is about death, which a lot... Of, I mean, I I have a mild amount of angst about death, but mm-hmm. I think a healthy amount. Sure. You know? I don't like the thought of oblivion. No. It's a weird thought. I think it's that it's weird. Yeah. That it's unsettling yeah. on some level. But okay, you yeah. know. But this is this is they fixated on it. Yeah, because Forever, it's not like, because it's not death. It's like graduation. Yeah, <laughs> it's, but, it's but a rite of it. it's a rite of passage. Yeah, okay, I'll go that far with you. But like, so yeah, and they want they want to make sure that like they're in good with the the man upstairs. Yeah, and so they put his symbol on yeah. on their headstone to be like, hey, don't forget, I believed in you. You know you what? Know. Can I just revise a thing that I said before? Uh, 
I'm going to completely disavow what I just said about it about this being inclusive because yeah. I'm wrong. At the courthouse, at the state house, having no religious symbols is inclusive. Uh-huh. Actually, you, you you've just got me thinking just enough to think in a cemetery. It's exclusive not to allow it. It's exclusive not to because you're right that there are people for whom that's the most important thing in their lives uh-huh. and they don't get to do it there. Right. So so I and I'm fine with that. I mean plenty of There are religious cemeteries for you to go to. Ce- and some yeah, cemeteries can be exclusive, that's fine, yeah. but I'm They wrong. already are. Right. Like yeah, if the, you're not a member of the right religious group, you sure. can't be buried in there, that plot. There, there are Jewish cemeteries, yeah. there are, you know, there are Christian cemeteries, there are all of Muslim these things. cemeteries. Absolutely. You can't have... Why can't there be an agnostic one? Yeah. A thoroughly agnostic... Yeah. So atheists and non-believers and, you know, whomever else. But I have a question, Dan. Yeah. Emojis. When are... I want... I want, like, the pizza emoji. You're just... My... You're, I th- I, everybody will be okay with it, and then somebody <laughs> will be like, I want the poop one, and everybody will be like, oh, shit, I forgot about the poop one. <laughs> Just a uh, thumbs up. Yeah. I want a thumbs up on my... I like it. <laughs> Ding! Isn't like that, me. Speaking of Ebert, isn't that what... Well, that must be on his, right? Oh, I hope so. A thumbs up. One thumb up. And one chin down. <gasps> Dan! <laughs> he was a national treasure. Oh, that guy drove me nuts. I, In part because he I... He was um, also an atheist treasure. Well, he's fine. I, nothing against the man himself. I just... Did I didn't you watch like, the documentary? I didn't like his reviews. I, I just Did you watch his doc- no. documentary about his no. life. No, it's actually amazing. Okay, he was an amazing man. Okay, uh, I'm going to move on to uh, a story. This is uh, uh, Dateline, Kansas. Whoa, where uh, there have been arrests made. Oh my! Of some terrorists plotting. No, in Kansas, really? The, my- the heartland. Mind you, these are not Muslim terrorists, uh, but rather Muslims were the planned target oh. of these uh, th- Stop that! three Christian men, uh, extremists, no, part of a small uh, extremist group known as the <laughs> Crusaders. That doesn't strike fear into the heart at all. Uh, Curtis Allen, Gavin Wright, and Patrick Stein have pleaded guilty uh, to conspiring to use a weapon of mass destruction. What kind of weapon? Bombs. They were going to bomb a uh, an apartment complex used by a bunch of Somali immigrants and used also as a mosque. How large were these bombs? Well, they were going to park cars on the corners of the building and then blow them all up. Okay, mass destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, I, because, like, my God. Well, but I think a stick of dynamite can count as a weapon of mass destruction. I mean, we're See, not... See, that's a little bit of a stretch. I'm saying legally. Yeah. Legally, I think it's a little bit of a stretch. Okay. Well, there, there is a... <laughs> at some, somewhere written down, there's a legal definition of what a weapon of mass destruction is. Anyway, uh, the FBI had been... Uh, has been uh, infiltrating groups like this mm. uh, all over the place because this shit is happening all over the place. Yeah. And these guys, you know, of course, think they're great American patriots. They were going to kill a bunch of Somalis? They were going to kill a bunch, kill them some Muslims. 
kill a bunch of refugees? These poor people who've like somehow gotten themselves out of horror beyond belief. Right. Mm-hmm. But they still believe in that Mohammed guy. <laughs> yeah. So so they deserve it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just something up. tells me. Now, I haven't talked to any of these three men who were re- recently arrested, uh, but I'm going to guess that if you asked them, they would say that it was their intended target who were the the real terrorists, even though, of course, they had no evidence that any terror was happening there. You know, they're a different color. They're, they're, yeah. They believe in a different guy. They, they, really they pray on the ground instead of, you know, standing up like a person or kneeling sitting. down or whatever it is they do. They, it all looks very different. It's, well, it's terrifying. And it's in a different language. It's ter- no, you know. It's really scary. It's there. so, so scary. <laughs> <sighs> too, too terrifying to even think about. Oh, but that's, right. that's what happened. Okay, Dan. Yeah. Pew. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew research yeah. has a report okay. about who do Americans trust in this country? Uh, what groups do Americans trust to have the public's interest uh, uh, in mind. Oh dear! At, at, at heart. Whatever, okay. Right. Uh, so they were. So the 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 report asks about Americans' uh, trust levels of the military, mm. medical scientists, scientists, K through twelve principals and superintendents, oh. religious leaders, the news media, business leaders, and elected officials. Wow. What is the most trusted? group on this list for you who would you trust the most on this group nobody no uh okay read it again real quick the military got it medical scientists scientists k through 12 principals and superintendents okay religious leaders the news media business leaders elected officials okay uh certainly not all but I'm going to go on aggregate. I'll uh-huh. just go with scientists because they're the most, they're the, they're the group that tries the hardest to inoculate themselves against being mm-hmm. dicks. Yeah. So that's what I would go with. Okay. Good. I would also guess, I would also wager dollars to donuts that that's not how America sees it. Um, You might be surprised. What? While scientists was not the highest uh, ranked group. Yeah. Uh, the military got that honor with uh, 33% of Americans <laughs> saying they trust the military a great deal with and 46% saying they trust the military a fair amount. Okay. Okay. Uh, medical scientists, which, you know, even my cuckoo parents, uh, boy, they sure love those, uh, you know, cancer doctors and yeah. whatnot. Uh, 24%, a great deal trust medical scientists 60% say they trust a fair amount leaving only 15% getting not too much or no confidence which That's is good. which is way better than even the military yeah uh, and better have, than i would have expected and then you have scientists in general just yeah. scientists uh 21% say a great deal with 55% coming in at a fair amount. Wow. So 76% of the country trusting scientists. It, it, Maybe not science, but scientists. Right. To have the 
uh, the good of the, the best interest of the public. That's interesting to me. I mean, I think or to act in the best interest of the public. Because all we hear about is dopey ass Americans who are like, I don't believe those scientists. I believe, you know, I whatever they choose to believe. What, yeah. It's amazing how people can just believe, right? Whatever. Well, this is what's really interesting to me with 76% of Americans chiming in that they trust scientists to act in the best interest of the public. Um, what about not trusting them to, you know, be honest about global warming? Yeah. Or, right. Or vaccinations. Or, right. So when you start to apply this, it's like, well, I mean, vaccination doesn't take a huge percentage of the population to fuck the whole thing up. Right, that's right. true. And so... So, yeah, you can take the, the 20 or the 17% that don't trust them at all, and then suddenly... It, the whole thing... We all get measles. Stupid and fucked and everything. Right. But, but, Dan... Yeah. I don't know if you remember the order that all of this went in. Yeah. Right? We, we, there's, there's a, there is a large group that has not been mentioned yet. Yeah. And that is religious leaders. Okay, where are they at? 13%. Say they trust them <laughs> a great deal. Wow. Okay. Thirty nine percent say a fair amount. Wow. So let's do some quick math in our heads. That's fifty two percent. Just over fifty. Yep. Damn. Barely over fifty. Uh, I think. I think. You know. I. If nothing else. People actually, it's like, it was like with the whole Bill Cosby thing when suddenly, like the Bill Cosby story had been out for decades mm -hmm. and then one moment in time just caught everyone and we all went, oh, brr, oh, wow, we, that's not okay. We suddenly believe you. And now there's this whole, it, it's like that. I think that now everybody has seen Spotlight uh, uh -huh. or, or very least we, everyone knows about the whole priest's molesting people thing yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've all seen uh you know in, enough televangelists run away with their millions you right. know in little bags with the money sign on them and their <laughs> bandit masks on <laughs> giggling that, the whole way that we know that that they that they at, at least some of them can't be trusted and apparently the entire country has caught on yeah that's impressive. So, there's some, so the numbers uh, break down in some interesting ways. Yeah. Um, older Americans, of course, are more confident in the military than younger people are. Mm -hmm. uh, with um, Yeah, because they don't have to actually go out into the field anymore. <laughs> right. 41% of uh, over 65s mm. uh, say that uh, they, they trust the military a great deal, um, with 18 to 29-year-olds coming in at 21%. To say it's a great deal, uh, that they trust a great deal. However, the middle group, a fair amount, is either 46 or 47% for every single age group. Huh. Which I thought was really interesting. While there are fewer people who are young, fewer young people who say that they trust them a great deal, the, the, the percentage is ex exactly the same. This is the military. For, for the military, yeah. The weird thing about the military, and, and here's where I think the military gets a strange pass is that like we've seen the military we've seen military do awful things we've seen abu yeah. Ghraib. we've seen sure. all, all this stuff but they did awful things to them yeah they didn't do awful things 
to us. They also do those awful things at the behest of elected officials. Right. Let's remember that our military is doesn't run the country. They're right. just a bunch of mindless automatons. <laughs> that's at, not what at I'm, the, I'm at not the even command of... close to saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is that as as an institution, yeah. right, it is under civil um leadership yeah. right and so the elected officials only gets three percent oh of, of course population nobody trusts trust an electric an deal. elected official but then there's one well, more little breakdown that i want to get to because yeah, yeah. it's actually um the part that talks about uh which religious groups trust more or less right so 13 percent of americans in general say that they trust um religious leaders yeah a great deal but then when it breaks down by um by faith group it gets not surprising but uh kind of interesting yeah um where do you think atheists come in trusting religious leaders oh god i think i think they probably i have no idea so i can't do anything with that a great deal is a big goose egg but what surprises me is that 14% of atheists say they trust religious leaders a fair amount. I mean, it could depends on what we're trusting them to do. I suppose. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, trust trust them to have uh, to have the the public's best interest in, at heart. Is mm-hmm. that? I believe that a lot of religious leaders, probably the majority of religious leaders, actually have the the best in in their minds they have the be- the public's best interest at heart I, yeah but to actually act in the best interest of the public yeah i think um, so i don't know but, most uh, of them here's the deal yeah uh this probably will not come as a surprise white evangelical protestants uh-huh. uh are the most trusting at uh 25 trusting their leaders a great deal okay yeah uh white mainline protestant though only comes in at seven percent black protestant 22 percent White Catholic, 15%. Hispanic Catholic, 21%. Uh, and uh, the affiliated in general, 17%, uh, with the unaffiliated coming in at 4%. Huh. So, interesting. Just a little stuff. breakdown there. I thought it was interesting. I love the whole. The, the fact that the military and science is like trusted more than religious leaders in this country. That is a mind blowing yeah. uh, uh, turn of events. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to uh, India. Mm-hmm. Where So, okay, a headline caught my attention. And then for a second, I anyway, here, so here, when you hear this phrase, uh, Catholic uh, charity, and then you see the word India, and then you see the word transgender. Unexpected. You don't, it's unexpected, and you assume only bad things can come of this. <laughs> Nothing good can happen when those three words collide. <laughs> uh, and then it said that, the, the, uh, that this Catholic social welfare organization called Caritas. Uh, Caritas. Whatever it is. Caritas. Uh, plans, they're trying to fight discrimination and recruit transgender people. Huh? And I said to myself, well, that doesn't sound right. 
Something's not. Something is askew. Uh, and so, uh, as I look at it, apparently, uh, Caritas is open to working with transgender people, says the Reverend Frederick de Souza. Huh. Um, however, then, so, so, so then I was reading this quote, and in the first part of it, I was like, still on that wow sort of thing, and then by the end, I was like, oh, okay. Here's the quote. People who are suffering for no fault of their own because of sexual, and up until that point, I was like, wow, through no fault of their own. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Because of sexual confusion in their body okay. require our attention and support. And then I was like, oh, that sounds more, more like it. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, de Souza wants to, de, wants to stress the difference between uh, biological transgenders, quote, unquote, what? And those who uh, undergo gender oh, reassignment surgery. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, he says, uh, we don't want to confuse the two. We have an opinion on those who undergo sex change. We are not in favor of that. We believe that natural, that the natural gender one is born with is what he or she is supposed to cherish and contribute to creation. So, really, shitty, shitty job of reaching out. Yeah. I'm just going to say, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Uh, Catholic charity. Oh. That is not how that works. Oh. But, but yet, I'm going to say, maybe the kernel of progress? Baby steps. Tiny, tiny little baby steps. Like, that's the baby step of not throwing rocks at someone. <laughs> now we'll take the baby step. Yeah. This okay, is, yeah. Maybe this is two baby steps beyond that. Maybe Let's congratulate them on their baby step. Yeah. Stop not throwing rocks. It's, they're good. still not where they need to be. Right. We're not letting them off the hook. Saying, saying we'll include you, that's another good thing. Sure. Next, maybe saying we'll actually accept you as you say you are instead of, you know, but no. No. That's a ways no, off. No, that's... Uh, anyway. Anyway. These people, Dan. I tell you. What do you got? I've got... Another Catholic story. Okay. This time at the Vatican. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, the uh, some property near the Vatican, the actual Vatican City. So this would actually be in Rome. Sure. But it's on, uh, so it's two blocks from St. Peter's Square uh, down on Via della Conciliazione. Oh, yes. I know it well. Yes, of course. Um the Catholic Church is planning on renting out some space to McDonald's. Great! Where a Catholic bookstore used to be. Yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, Italy's been having some tough economic times. Sure. and Somebody's uh, got to be making money. Nobody cares about those fucking books. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Plus, I mean, there's probably a Catholic bookstore on every corner. Sure. Uh, no, so uh, this has uh, ruffled the feathers of some cardinals. Oh, dear. Who, the headline says, aren't loving it. Oh, uh, because of the McDonald's. Thing. Yeah. Ba -da -ba -ba. yeah, don't do that. You just advertised for them. I don't care. <laughs> I, I'd rather advertise for McDonald's than the Catholic Church, and we give them all <laughs> kinds of play. Apparently, the rent, and this is what has the Vatican very interested yeah. uh, in this, is uh, 30,000 euros a month. Yeah. 
Good lord. Damn. This is some heavily trafficked uh, uh, territory. Yeah, that one's going to make street, some money. Yeah, this street has plenty. And, you know, like when I first arrived in Rome in 1994, I think there were four or five McDonald's. In all of Rome. In, in, in the there, entirety of yeah, Rome. Yeah, there was one near the Spanish Steps. There was one uh, in Piazza della Repubblica. There was... I don't need to list them all off, but they were all centered... They were all right next to major tourism... Of course. Like, destinations, right? right? And then, while I was there, over the course of, you know, the two years of the mission, a couple started popping up out in neighborhoods, mm-hmm. uh, along with blockbuster videos, oh. which was crazy. Right. right? Um, and, uh, so it actually kind of surprises me that there hasn't been a McDonald's super duper duper close to the Vatican city. Yeah, totally. You know, clearly they've wanted to get in priests and nuns. They, they eat, they eat. Surely they like McDonald's too. Yeah, absolutely. And you have all of these people like in millions coming through the city Yeah, and everybody goes to St. Peter's square. Yeah. So this, this is. This is a brilliant move. And everybody goes to McDonald's. We all want to pretend like we don't. When you're abroad, you go to McDonald's. Sometime on your trip, you will find yourself at a McDonald's. Yeah, and America... It's a very bizarre it, it's thing. A, it's a weird thing because, like, I like to think of myself as a traveler. Uh-huh. It's different than a tourist. Right. I like to think of myself as well-traveled and someone who goes out there and, like, does the, you know, does... I dig deeper. Yeah. You get out into neighborhoods, yeah. you eat it where the locals eat. Yeah, street yes. food, all yes. the things. Yes, yes, yes. However, there is going to be that moment on my trip where it's just like, oh, fuck it. I need something I know. I need something <laughs> that will not fuck up, that yeah. I know will just be, that is reliable. It's bizarre, I learned. And then, and you go to McDonald's. I know. I know. On the Champs-Élysées in Paris. Oh, I, my last one was in Milan. Yeah. After having spent a, over a week out in Sardinia having the best food of my life. Yeah. And then, like, I'm there looking at the, you know, the, the Duomo yeah. in Milan, and I'm like, well, fuck it, that's a McDonald's right there. And well, yeah. went in, yeah. ordered, like, insanity. <laughs> I'm about to go home where I will not be eating at McDonald's. No. <laughs> but, yeah, you go, you go. Anyway, there's also a Hard Rock Cafe. Ew, uh, planned. No, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> just down the street as I don't, well. For some so, reason, that's more offensive to me, and I don't know why. <laughs> I can't sort out why that is. So gross commercialization is happening with American arm's reach. Of American conservativization. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the, these cardinals are just like, what the fuck? Eh, well, okay. There you go. How how does an Italian say the say McDonald's? McDonald's. Oh, they need they need an Italianate version, and there needs to be a. When my sister was teaching English in uh, China, I shouldn't tell the story. It's just a tangent. But she was teaching English in China for about a year, and uh, she knew that the kids. She was teaching them farm animals by singing Old MacDonald Had a Farm. Like the, she was singing that with them. Uh-huh. And the kids struggle with the word MacDonald, uh-huh. which has a lot of, you know, it it's sounds put together in ways that they don't do it or whatever. Right. But she was very pleased because they were singing this song and nobody had sorted out that the word MacDonald in the song was the same as the word that they say for 
the American restaurant, oh. which they just sort of, I think they call it something along the lines of Maidan Lao. Okay. And then they figured it out. And it went from them struggling to say, Old MacDonald had a fart, to them saying, Oh, Maidan Lao. And then she was like, Damn it. No. Ah, we had you. It was close. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. No. It's a very important story, everybody. Thanks wow, for listening. Yeah. I'm glad that oh, we got that, that out. Good. Good. Dad. Uh, well, if you have any stories about McDonald's abroad <laughs> or about a McDonald's invading your country, those of you who aren't Americans, <laughs> yeah. uh, you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. True. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. Closed group, but yeah. we'll let you in. Yeah. Uh, I also want to throw something out there. Oh. Uh, we could still use some more, uh, like, because we had... Some Donald Trump ads appear on our show. Yeah. We've had some people leave some nasty, nasty little reviews about us oh. that we had nothing to do with. Yeah. So if you like our show and you wouldn't mind, go to your listening app of choice and rate us. Give right. us that five-star review to counteract the one-star review that we got because of an ad that we didn't know was going to happen. Yeah. We didn't plan it. We didn't ask for it. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Do you like listening to things? Sure. I hope it's a good thing. <laughs> I hope it's one of my favorite um, things. I, I doubt that this is going to be one of your favorite things. Oh. You might appreciate it, and it might <laughs> outrage you in a way that it becomes one of the, your favorite things that have outraged you. Ugh, I... But let's listen in. This is Mr. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, who actually very rarely makes it to our show. Yeah. I'm not a fan of him in ways that keep me from ever caring about anything that he ever Yeah, nine times out of ten, if I see his name attached to something, it's I have to just uh, click away from that. Yeah, and so this is him, uh, very strangely not understanding a fairly simple concept. Yeah, or understanding it. Worse, understanding it, or understand, or worse than that, understanding it. And still not getting... And what? still not understanding it? And still not understanding it. He clearly <laughs> understands it, and then doesn't know what it means. It's amazing. Alright, here, here, here we go. The most insightful thing I've read yet about the Donald Trump sex talk scandal is this. How ironic, then, that a culture which rejects moral standards and make no bones... Of, folks, we do. Standards, moral standards, you stand up for moral standards, you're going to be mocked and laughed out of the room. They're going to call you a prude. They're going to call you a Victorian. They're going to call you an old fuddy-duddy, an old fogey, and they're going to claim you want to deny people having a good time. So, a culture which rejects moral standards. In other words, anything goes. You know what the magic word, the only thing that matters in American sexual mores today is one thing. You can do anything. The left will promote and understand and tolerate anything as long as there is one element. Do you know what it is? Consent. If there is consent, 
on both or all three or all four, however many are involved in the sex act, it's perfectly fine, whatever it is. But if the left ever senses and smells that there's no consent in part of the equation, then here come the rape police. But consent is the magic key to the left. Um. <laughs> um. I. Truly speechless, Dan. I know. Just. I. When you played this for me <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I sat there in your living room for probably five, ten minutes, just a thousand yard stare. Trying to process. Just, just both traumatized and confused yeah. by what this man just said. Because he just he gets it. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yes. Yes, Mr. Limbaugh. If you have not established consent <laughs> it's rape. With your sexual partner. The rape police are supposed to come because you raped that person. <laughs> That's how rape works. Just like <laughs> if you don't have permission to take the thing from the store and you haven't paid for it, the theft police come because you stole a thing. Yeah. It's I'm I mean, okay. Okay. You yes. You have a different idea about what is a moral sexual activity and what is an immoral sexual activity than I do. Right. And that's fine. I am very liberal about it. I don't care who has sex with whom, as long as they are adults. Yeah. And as long as, yes, they have consent. As long as everyone consents, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, wh what? Like... When he started with the weird voice, with the crazy voice about, oh, you gotta have consent. This man has raped people. <laughs> it is a that, thousand percent confirmed this man has raped. <laughs> or he has condoned rape. Or he he thoroughly condones I, I rape. I don't want to defend this man. I also don't want us to get in trouble oh my God. for saying that Rush Limbaugh raped someone. I'm just I'm like, ju he, I'm he doesn't understand it. Right, right, right. It's clear, and I and I only say this satirically, <laughs> or whatever way gets me out of trouble. <laughs> He's a fucking rapist. <laughs> is all I'm going to say. I have no uh, evidence. I have no proof of that. Uh, other than the fact that he doesn't know that consent has it's, to be it's established. It's required. Dan, Jesus Christ. Dan, what, what has like this crazy leftist liberal cuckoo, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's the worst thing that you can call somebody who uh, has, you know, who, who's kind of in Rush Limbaugh's camp? The worst thing? That the worst thing. He lists off all these things that you could call. He <laughs> Victorian, right, right, yeah. Oh, oh I, that's my old favorite put down. down. Oh, my, you Victorian. Yes, they'll call you a Victorian. They'll call you a fuddy-duddy. Oh, that's they'll, awful. They'll call you a rapist. We now know one of the worst things that you can call <laughs> Rush, a Limbaugh. A Rush Limbaugh or any conservative <laughs> listener of his. You Victorian. Yeah, clearly it cuts deep when, oh. it, when he hears that one. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that scares the bejesus out of me. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, we have a voicemail, don't we? We do. Why don't have we a listen voicemail? to? We have a few voicemails. We, well, we have two voicemails that we're going to play. 
this week. International. The, and and this is the yeah the international edition of, uh, of voicemail with Frank and Dan. Of voicemail. Yes. It's voicemail with Frank and Dan. <laughs> That's, International. That's not really a thing, but uh, I'm going to play this one. Hey, Dan and Frank, this is Greg here from McLaren Vale, South Australia. How you going? Love the show. Really enjoy listening to it. I've been listening to it while I've been uh, weed whacking today, or brush cutting as we call it. And um, your episode about Billy Graham, I can tell you something. Um, I'm a third generation atheist. Uh, my nan, Nana, um, when Billy Graham did a revival tour in 1956, uh, she went there and heck with him and got thrown out. So I come from good atheist stock. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the other stuff um, about uh, the Mormon thing, I had some Mormons come visit me oh, quite a few years ago. And uh, there was a young convert, and uh, I was bringing up all these points. And uh, you could see that the American elder, who was probably only about 19 then anyway, was getting quite concerned that this young Australian was going, yeah, good point, good point. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've been marked as an X on the Mormon map uh, to not come and visit. And just lastly, on the whole idea of like, you know, spiritual atheism. Like, well, I consider myself a spiritual atheist. I am, um, I don't believe in a higher power, and I don't believe in any gods whatsoever. But there's something about a connection with nature that we're from it and we return to it and what's in nature you know in all the plants and trees and other animal species is, is in us as well and um i think you know intrinsically where everything is connected and uh, that's where my spirituality comes from you know walking through a forest standing on the beach just taking a bit nice big deep breath but anyway I'm enjoying a beautiful day. It's 31 here in in our degrees, and uh, yeah, just uh, cheers for a great show, and look forward to listening to more. Okay, boy, howdy, <laughs> hippie, <laughs> you damn hippie. No, I love that point. The connecting to nature thing. Yeah, yeah, that's you great. know, that's fine. I love um, that. <clears throat> Lord knows, I I love a nice hike in the mountains. Oh, absolutely. When you when you got when you got out nature like we got here in Utah, yeah, you better love it. Or go out to the Great Salt Lake. Yeah, you know that's beautiful in its, its own unique way. Utah is almost unnatural in its nature. We got a lot of like <laughs> weird ass nature. Well, in a, in a wide variety. Yes, indeed. Terrain, sure. Deserts and forests and, and yeah. Rocks. All, all within close proximity to yep. each other. Yep. It's, We're pretty it's, cool. It's pretty nifty. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can totally appreciate that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that, you're, that your nan and, and, heckled and, Billy Graham. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. There was like another point in the middle there somewhere. There was another point. I don't remember <laughs> it. <laughs> We agree with all we're, the things. We're really, we're really good at this. Yeah, we are. We were paying attention, I promise. No, we were. We were. Oh, the missionary thing, too. Here's the thing. Uh, that X on your name uh, in, in, on, on the Mormon thing, that's a, that's, that hurts you. I don't know if you realize this. Because <laughs> you could have had two strapping young Mormon boys doing that weed whacking for you yeah that's true you didn't have to do that you never had to weed whack again in your <laughs> you life have them do your chores for you and then you know give them some uh give them some water and and then have your conversation that blows one of their minds and scares the other one yeah 
and uh, yeah, it's just a glass of water. That's it, all it, it costs. It's nothing that's yeah. They're not going to drink through your uh, liquor cabinet or no, anything. Here. No, one of them might want to, but the other one will keep them straight. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <It's> true. <laughs> all right, we had somebody write into us. Alan wrote in, said. Uh, this is a reference to uh, us talking about tithing settlement last week and uh, oh, yeah. Mormon Mormon tithing thing. Uh-huh. And we had mentioned that there's that there's like different things. There's tithing, theoretically, we are told, goes to one pot, one kitty. Uh-huh. Uh, and then what we call fast offerings, what we as Mormons, when we were Mormons, called fast mm-hmm. offerings. Yeah. And those go to another thing. Right. Well, Alan wrote in uh, with an image of the tithing settlement or the tithing slip that we would always give with our tithing. Yeah. Uh, that says, he said, so you guys haven't paid tithing in a while. Regardless of what you call the dollars you give, it all goes into the same accounts. See the attached fine print. And uh, when I do see the attached fine print. So he actually emailed us a, a copy yeah, a, of a tithing slip, right? That's correct. Okay. And on that slip, here's what it says. Right. Uh, and it's not even that small of small print. Right. It's, they're not hiding it. They're not hiding it at all. It's quite large print. Uh, it, it's hiding in plain sight. It says, though reasonable efforts will be made globally to use donations as designated, all donations become the church's property and will be used at the church's sole discretion to further the church's overall mission. So they can use that money however the fuck they want right yeah they you can i mean and on the slip it's like there are these different different boxes so you can give some money to tithing and then more money to fast offering which is uh which we discussed last week more money to the general missionary fund yeah these are addition in addition to your 10 percent. right yeah this is how they're getting more than just 10 percent on top of your 10 percent, even though it all goes into the same fund you're not required to give this but you're kind of expected i mean fast offering is pretty expected yeah uh the rest of them general missionary fund then the ward missionary fund just for the missionaries that are in your parish right then humanitarian aid and then other yeah and you're allowed to specify what the other is supposed to be but it doesn't matter because it just goes into the pot right (laughs) um yeah and and i sort of had the question when i first saw it of like well, this looks really familiar. Was that there when I was paying tithing? And you said that the copyright on it is from 1990. Yeah. So it was. The yeah. last time I paid tithing was probably... Late well, 90s. Yeah, after my mission, I paid for a brief spell, and then right. I stopped pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's some so there fucked you go. up shit. So that, cle- that whole... Because I was a pretty thorough kid. Like, I would have read everything that was on anything. Really? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so, guaranteed, I read it, but it meant something very different to me as a young believer mm-hmm. than it does as a cynical, you know, totally. non-older non-believer who's just like, no, oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. How do they get, you know, $2 billion to build a mall in downtown Salt Lake City? There you go. However they want. However they want. It it's does not, not matter. Yeah. So, there you go. Fucked. It's fucked up. Makes me angry, momentarily angry at the Mormon Church, which I really have stopped. I don't. I don't blame them. I mean, it's not like we tell our listeners that they get to decide what where where their money goes when they give donate to us. Well, that's true, but they know that they're just giving to us. Like they 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 know we're not saying 
you know, blank percent will go to whatever, or if you donate specifically with it earmarked this well, way. I think in general, best practices in these kind of things, like if somebody gives an organization money and they say, I want it to go toward this, an organization should use it that way. Well, and especially if you've got a, like a, a line item on your donation slip. Yeah, that's suggesting. That's saying this will go to blank. Then, yeah, you got to make it go to that. Otherwise, you're being you're kind of being real serious dicks. Real dicks. You know? Yeah, that's jerky. Ugh, anyway. All right. Another uh, voicemail. Another voicemail. Um... Hey, Frank and Dan, this is Yulan calling from Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. And I uh, thought share a new story with you guys, which I found pretty ridiculous this morning from my colleagues. So in Malaysia, they've been going on a rampage of revoking or denying uh, halal licenses to some food companies. So Aunt Annie's is a pretzel chain here, and they have a pretzel hot dog or a hot dog pretzel, not really sure what. But because of the fact that it has the word dog in it, which is haram, um, and then people might mistake that for having dog meat inside. They have uh, basically had a clamp down, and this is having a pretty hilarious chain reaction. So anyways, I thought that um, I'll share that with you because I thought it was pretty funny. And uh, hopefully you guys um, should have my uh, uh, Patreon details now because my PayPal thing dropped off. Not quite sure why. Love the show and uh, looking forward to the next podcast. Take care. Bye. Thank you for the call, first of all. But isn't that the dirty secret of hot dogs? That there's that, actual that dog. There is dog meat in them. I think the dirty secret of hot dogs is there's no way of knowing what's in them. <laughs> <laughs> and Americans accept that. We, yeah. we all accept. We don't know what's in this. It's probably some meat. Lips and asses. Isn't that what the raccoons on the great outdoors <laughs> say is in hot dogs? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> but yes, it's funny. That that's pretty hilarious. That like, I I actually read an article about this, and it was saying like they have to stop using the words hot dog because it's so confusing, and uh, and you're gonna get shut down. Here, have some hot dog. We warmed it up for you. Yeah. Nope. No, we don't do dogs. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's that's just frankly that is really funny. Frankly, if your if 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 your religion's food practices line up with what samuel jackson had to say on uh on pulp fiction just as a sort of my random rant uh-huh you might want to reconsider it's just dumb like what he he had a whole thing about pigs and dogs and whatever oh yeah you don't remember it's been a long time since i've seen that movie it's a great film yeah anyway I have, oh. I have a better memory for the great dark, great outdoors starring John Candy. Yeah, apparently you do. Apparently you yeah. do. Yeah, your reference was so mainstream. <laughs> Sorry, I went I went so obscure on you. <laughs> that's that's what I do. Anywho, uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, in, in if you're next time you visit Kuala Lumpur, apparently uh, order a hot cow. <laughs> Is that what they call it now? Yeah, hot uh, chicken. <laughs> if you'd like to. Uh, get in touch with us. You can. Yeah. Yes, you, you can. You can. You can be one of these people. I love that we got calls from around the world. It's beautiful. So thank you. It works. I bet if you do it, I bet there's online ways of doing it that don't cost. Yeah, we should. You know, what we I should mean? look into. We that. should figure this thing out. 
because I have a feeling we could make this easy for people. <laughs> and we just uh, hey. in our own sort of. Hey, if you guys know of ways where people can call us from around the world and it doesn't cost them an arm and a leg, please, uh, please help us with that. Otherwise, uh, you can you can call us. Uh, we're at country code one. Uh-huh. Uh, 424-666-8442. Or you can always write in, uh, write in yeah. a message of some kind through electronic mail. It's a thing we have now. Uh, and the email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Yeah. Uh, Go to the Facebook page. Yeah, do that. Facebook.com slash TGIatheist. And please, if uh, oh, we, we have to talk about donors. Yes! We have some. Yeah, we need to thank some people. Yes, we do. Um, so, I'm going to... We have uh, three new donors uh, at three different levels. Oh, good. We... Uh, uh, Hala uh, came in at the... Fa- she's uh, a new... I'm assuming she. I don't know. Let's not worry about a gender. This person uh, came in at the faithful... Okay. Holla is our new faithful donor. Holla. Uh, Brian is uh, coming in at a beatified. Ooh, and, beatification. Uh, <laughs> and, and Yulon is coming in at venerable. Wow. And in Ju- nomine patri et fili et spiritus sancti, amen. And Judy continues to be our current savior as our top donor. Judy. Uh, thank you, Judy. Saving us one more week. Uh, we thank you guys so much. And if you would also like to uh, to gain uh, to take those steps towards sainthood, <laughs> you can do so by going to the Thank God I'm Atheist webpage and clicking on the donate the Patreon button. It's just right there. So easy. So, Dan. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you aware that there's an election happening? A little too much. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, at this point. I am too much of the sun. I, 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 you know, I just want to take this moment since this came up. Yeah. Uh, to just say what I know Americans are really feeling and that international listeners must just be completely baffled by, which is... What the fuck? <laughs> Why does it take so fucking long for us to get through this process? It it's is the worst. It is awful. I by yeah. any time by by the time the presidential elections come around, I don't know of an American who isn't sick to death of yeah. the topic because the next election cycle Starts next December. Starts in a month well, and a half. They usually take two years off, and then it starts back up again. It's such a pain in the ass. We apologize to everybody. <laughs> it's two years. But long you have to understand, now. you the United States of America has values, and the biggest value of them all, uh, I think we can say this safely: a universal value of America is television. <laughs> And does it make for good television? And uh, and then and we have these twenty four hour news cycles uh, that uh, that need something to talk about. So well, let me tell you, those debates. Oh my god, it's a 
shit show out they, there. They, I, I tuned in. I watched all three of them. Did you? Um, and I watched part of the 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 vice presidential. I didn't get home in time to watch the first half. But I, I watched the second. I, half. I wasn't able to watch the last one. And uh, you know, as far as like television is concerned. It was. I was kind of on the edge of my seat, especially with that first one. <laughs> it made for some pretty good television, but it, you just didn't yeah. know what the strategies were going to be. Right. Well, that that and, Donald is a bit of a wild card. Yeah, and and Hillary did such an like her preparation level on how to unhinge him, mm. how to get him to go off the rails was actually an amazing thing to watch. It was pretty amazing. Because yeah. it was, it, whoever came up with the strategy really knew what they were doing. And they... And I was worried about that. I was, well, what I was worried was that he would just steamroll her the way he did in all of the, the, uh, the debates in the primary. Yeah. He was just a, he was just a steamroller that would just plow through and anybody that got in his way got crushed and yeah. he did a great job. Yeah. And he's so different than a politician right. uh, in not good ways, P.S., <laughs> but he's so different that they, the politicians don't know how to handle him. Yeah. Because a, no, a normal politician makes a point to which someone else makes a counterpoint uh-huh. to which someone else makes a rebuttal. You know what I mean? Like it's and like a, somewhere in there, there might be a snarky good one-liner. Right. Right. But, but it's never snark. It's, and snark is the key word. Here. Right. Right. Like, and then there's it's not vicious. It's not attacking. Right. And oh. you may be really good at like deflection and uh, and redirection uh-huh. and all of those things. Uh-huh. All of those. All of those things. Fair play to you yes. in politics. Yeah. But he does. His misdirection is just don't talk about whatever the question is and right. just uh, and then and then personal attack. Yeah. Wrong. 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 <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> sniff, sniff. Wrong, wrong. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty fucking amazing. It's it's remarkable, and and you know he's a guy who's no one's ever said. Uh, who's no one's ever given him etiquette lessons on anything because no. he wouldn't listen to you. Right. So it's like he just doesn't have any sense of decorum. Yeah. Anywho, uh, thank God for third parties. Really? No. <laughs> but, I mean, I wish. I would love for there to be multiple parties. I wish there was a... Yeah. Also, I love that we uh, have all decided that any party that's not in the two main parties is a third party. And not the fourth. The not, fifth, yeah, the third, yeah, the exactly. Look at all of the third parties. <laughs> all 12 of them or whatever. <laughs> They're not third. We'll call them... <laughs> Extra second parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something. Anyway, um, in this state of Utah, and this is what we're getting to, there is a wicked little spoiler brewing. We're not sure what's going to happen. I know. But uh, a a balding man, a young balding man (laughs) named Evan McMormon, McMillan, sorry, (laughs) McMullen, whatever his name is. I call him McMormon. Uh, it might take our state. Yeah, he might get all. What is it? Six, six, six points. Six, six electoral college six electoral votes. Points. Yeah, uh, he is. He's a. He's an interesting thing. Uh, no one saw him coming. Uh-huh. Entered the race very late uh-huh. in the game. Yeah. Uh, but here's the deal: you've got Mormons who in Utah at least, are 
going to vote Republican. Right. That's just how that works. You, the <laughs> reddest of the red states. The vast majority of them. It is the republicanist Republican. of the republicanist yeah. states. Yeah. And then you throw Donald Trump at them. Yeah. And let me tell you something. This state would have voted for Ted Cruz like a motherfucker. This state would have voted for Marco Rubio. Yeah. Anybody. Any. Any other body. Would have done just fine. Would have just sailed away with Utah. No questions asked. Here's but, Here are... Are six points. Go. But Mormons... I'll be with you. ...are struggling with this Trump fella. Well, he is the anti-Mormon. He is the ultimate anti-Mormon. He, he just... He, like... There's, there's nothing about this man that any Mormon, any good Mormon, right, could ever have an affinity for. Nothing right. about him. Nothing. No. He is... Uh, well, he values wealth. and gaudy... In yes. his excess. Yeah, exactly. He's, which he's is tacky. which is not a Mormon thing. You he's, can accuse a Mormons of many things, but 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 being like showy with wealth is that, not a Mormon thing. No, you go around this town and there's money in this town. Right? Right. The, the homes are by and large modest. The and, and there here, are some, there are a couple neighborhoods where they're a little bigger and fancier right. and whatnot. For the most part, the Mormon zeitgeist really is repelled by that sort of thing yeah like if you've got gold leaf on your toilet seat that's bullshit and mormons they probably aren't. wouldn't even use the toilet they they pee on the seat <laughs> on purpose <laughs> no they wouldn't do that they'd just be embarrassed <laughs> mormons are just easily embarrassed people yeah i would have i know i would have a hard time pooping in a, a gold toilet oh I'd i think it. i would have a hard time i think i would find it very um I, I would be so turned off by it. Like, I, like, yeah. these are, these are values huge... that have stuck with me. Absolutely. You know, really firmly. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do not like uh, conspicuous displays of, of, of wealth. No, I don't it, either. I, I find it really As a matter of fact, but although my response to the gold toilet would be the opposite, which is that I would like the statement it makes that I'm pooping on it, that I'm pooping on but your conspicuous the... consumption. <laughs> well, no, that would be better to, like, poop on some like ugly statue figures right. something or yeah. other in Any the yard way. go 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 drop trow and and dump and take a dump in their fountain outside <laughs> right you know yeah the but the, the whole mormon thing is they do value wealth oh they, yeah no because it's a sign that you're industrious and, and it's a sign less that you're a hard worker and god yeah god is blessing you and yeah. stuff but like the reason that they like mitt romney is because it looks like he worked hard. That he was uh, that he was clever and smart, and industry is good, yeah. and all these things. It's not. Well, I stepped on everybody I could on, on my way up to the top, and blah right. blah blah. Like the, that narrative is not going to play right. with Mormonism, right. even though I mean Mitt obviously did plenty of that. Right. That's not what they focus on. Right. Nothing about Donald Trump uh, appeals to them. Right. Uh, so. They've been thrashing around. You can feel it in the air in mm -hmm. Utah. They've been thrashing around looking for an alternative. Yeah. But like, so, so uh, Johnson, the libertarian candidate, was polling pretty well in this state for a while there. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, he, he was, uh, you know, hovering for a good while around the, the you know, 15 to 20% mark. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And then there were just going to be a shit ton of people who were going to stay home. Well, and then all it takes, though, is, you know, somebody maybe uh, watching 
uh, Johnson in an interview. Well, that's yeah. pretty much all it takes. You just yeah. have to listen to the man speak for five minutes. He's a dumb dumb. <laughs> He's a big fat dumb dumb. <laughs> and you go, oh. By the way, we've no, gotten in trouble. Gonna... We've gotten in trouble for our our anti Johnson stuff. But I'm sorry, Who cares listeners. Li- no, I don't care. The man, like, is it? I mean, he may. You may agree with a lot of his policies or whatever. Yeah. He's a dumb dumb. Yeah. That's and a... and thank God he doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. So, however, uh, he. People were still like looking for something for, you know, they're looking for something not Trump to vote for that they can feel okay about. Yeah. And the number of Mormons that are going to just write in Mitt Romney, even though that means exactly nothing because he has not registered as a write in candidate. Right. Is still going to be very high. Yeah. Mitt Romney is going to get a lot of votes. However, Ugh. in walks McMullen. Yeah. Evan McMullen is a uh, he's Mormon. He was born in uh, Provo, Utah, though not raised there. Huh. He went uh, to BYU, though. He did go to BYU. Uh, then he and he went on a Mormon mission. Where? Uh, that- Brazil. Oh no way! Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then he uh, and then he went uh, and joined up into the uh, the what? The FBI? CIA. CIA. That's what yep. I meant. Uh, and was a, and was a CIA uh, operative uh, counter counterterrorism, I think. Oh, interesting. Okay. For for like eleven years. Good so, for him. Okay. So, yeah, like definitely uh, has has some international bona fides. Uh-huh. Um, and, he, and, and then he quit that. He went and got a master's degree in uh, business. Uh-huh. Boy, that's going to appeal to some Mormons. <laughs> and then he went and worked as a, 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 for the U.S. House of Representatives. No way. Um, as a policy director. No way. Look at this guy. So... He's a real dude. Like, this isn't... He's not... And you listen to an interview of him. He doesn't come off as rabid or Mm -hmm. stupid or... Like, he's no Jason Chaffetz. No. He's not smarmy. He's not gross. (laughs) Yeah. He actually understands policy and seems honest. Yeah, I know. He He, strikes you as a a genuine guy. He projects something that's, uh, yeah, decent. Now, mind you, we have... he. Because he's been so small and because he came in so fast, we have so very we, little to judge. Right. Yeah. He we, we we have a couple of interviews and no one has like dug right into him. Right. But like how many people did he kill while he was in the CIA? You know, I mean these are important questions. And were they all bad? Yeah. Were they in Benghazi? We don't know. <laughs> the point is uh the the point is Mormon he is like prepackaged for sale to Mormons. Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy he's is doing he might as well, well be painted gold and holding a long trumpet. <laughs> uh because this guy the is Angel McMullen. Angel McMullen. <laughs> put him at the top of the temple kids cuz he's the perfect Mormon candidate. <laughs> um and and so here he comes. Now here's an interesting thing. Uh, this won't happen, uh, or it's it's the longest of long shots. But he could. It's not a long shot that he could take Utah. Right. Right now, five thirty-eight has him at only thirteen percent chance of taking Utah. But he's climbing. He's got uh, probably projected a twenty-six percent share of the vote. Yeah. The thing though that that he needs to overcome, right? is uh, his name recognition. Because mm-hmm. the one thing that these polls also sort of look at and report on 
is uh, how many of the people that they talked to in the poll actually knew the guy's name. And the number was incredibly low for how mu- for the percentage of the the vote that ostensibly yeah. he would be getting right now. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, um, if he can do that, if he can continue getting the press that he's been getting, right? And he's been getting national press. He's been now. getting national press. He's on the he's ballot, and I think plenty of press uh, here in Utah. He got on the ballot in I think like eight states or something like that. Yeah, it was. It's a handful. He's in, he's running as an independent, but he's yeah. obviously actually just running as the real Republican. Right. Like, that's sort of what he's it, doing. It's, it's really quite remarkable. I mean, who knows what will happen if he gets the, the state's vote. There's enough time that he could actually get this state's vote. Yeah. Now, here's a very interesting fact. Uh-huh. If, and this is not likely, but if neither uh, uh, Trump or Clinton were to get uh, 200 and something i don't remember the exact number a specific number of electoral votes if it were basically if it's basically tied Uh and mcmillan has his little six electoral college votes Uh uh-huh then the procedure is that it goes to the house of representatives i think Uh uh-huh and they kind of decide who yeah that's the president is yeah which means that there's this tiny road where McMillan could be the next U.S. president out of the blue. <laughs> because it's not like the House of oh. Representatives loves Donald Trump. Right. So if it goes to that, three candidates right. go into the House of Res- Representatives, and they get to just choose one of the three. Isn't there something, though, that the House of Representatives can pick whomever they want? No, I think they have to choose they one of those. Have to pick I think from they the have candidates? to pick one of those candidates, and it has to be a candidate that has won at least one electoral college vote. I didn't know these rules. It's because they never come into play, <laughs> because this is not an, an event that has ever occurred nor w- will ever occur. No, see, I okay. There was an episode of Veep where <laughs> <laughs> it was a tie. They got the the uh, right. two sixty nine per candidate. Right. Right. And the House of Representatives picked her vice presidential candidate. Oh. And well, so, I guess and that's the, a person who had an electoral vote, though. Like, he's on a ticket. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I think that actually could happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know all these rules, and I don't know that Veep is the best source for this, although they do about? research the show. They're, they are, that is, that's basically journalism, <laughs> that show. <laughs> Well, they, I'm pretty sure, I've heard that, like, the procedural stuff, they actually base it in reality. Right. Right. Um, even though, like, the way to get only 269 votes <laughs> is, is a breakdown of the states that just wouldn't happen. Right. You had to have one one state that... You have to went, have one state that, that goes to somebody else. Well, yeah. And that's what's happening here. Well, no, because you have to have 270 to get the presidency. But if you if you split five thirty eight and half, which is the total number of electoral votes, right. you only come up with two sixty nine. Right. That's why you can have technically a tie. Right. So if McMillan wins Utah, uh-huh. then the rest of the elect- electoral college deadlocks. Uh-huh. Mc- and then the House decides that they hate Trump, which they do. Right. But it's still Republican House. Right. So they're not going to give it to Clinton. 
It's possible that that bald-headed little Mormon guy could be the next president. Or they give it to Pence, or they give it right. to... Right, right. It's not going to happen. Of course that wouldn't happen. However... It is now a possibility. That is one of the things that... It is one of the possible outcomes. Right, exactly. And what's interesting about this cat is that he... I don't hate him. Well, I don't know enough about him to hate him. That's true. You know? But yeah, I mean, it's... It, and here's the thing. I usually don't end up hating uh, candidates. No. Like, that's just the other guy, right? right or right. the other gal. Sure. Right? Like, And we have disagreements. I, you sure. know, I, I don't agree with your assessment of how to, it, to it, take the country to the best, like, on the best Donald road. Donald Trump is one who, yeah. Yeah, he's he's he hateable. qualifies as a hateable candidate. Yeah, um, and I I suppose in the past I I would have to really go through my memory and see if there was somebody who I just absolutely despised, but I don't. That's not me, right? Mm -hmm. That's not usually where I go with this stuff, right? Um, Here's so. what's interesting about McMullen for me: mm -hmm. uh, he was a nobody. He's literally no one has heard of him at all, and he declares that he's running for president. Uh -huh. In the middle of the presidential, like after, after the primaries have already been fought yeah. out, and so what's your assumption? Crackpot, crackpot. Yeah, nobody will, nobody will pay any attention to this guy. <laughs> like people do this all the time, but they're uh -huh. usually like, you know, uh, hi, my name is Sparkle Pony, and I'm running for president of the Gurnited Sturts, and you know, you're, it's just funny. Yeah, you know, or you know, I'm running, I'm starting the the. The pastry party, and I'm running to make Ooh. sure that there's a pie in every cupboard or whatever. And this gets my vote. I, who is this person? Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, are they on the Utah ballot? They I'll vote for them. Might be pastry party. Yeah, but I the love thing the about this McMillan, McMullen guy. I don't know how. Like, I mean, yeah, he's been in political strategy, so he knew he must no have known I'm, just I'm, the right people to like, and I, and he. And he knew how to call up a newspaper and get a story. And he knew how to, like... And he knew Utah. And he knew Utah. Yeah. I think that that's the thing. He yeah. knows Mormons. I First of all, I will be shocked if he is not a senator Oh, next election. If he could replace one of our senators. He's going to be in the next... He's going to replace Hatch. Yes, I, please. I, 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 in six years, or I mean, in four years, Knowing actually. very little about this guy, but yes, please. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, Hatch and... Lee or I'm fine with them just hitting the curb. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. I, I would be shocked if he wasn't a senator next time around uh, or, you know, a house of Re a representative, anything. I think he's got a shot at like a real presidential candidacy in the not too distant future. Yeah. He needs to hold some public office first. I don't know his story. Uh, yeah. He needs to be doing something between now and the next and, and one of the next cycles. Yeah. But his story, this this whole CIA, like, like the military side of things story could play really nice. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think he may have blown his wad on that one. He needs to do something between now and then. Anyway, I, it's just a weird thing. Uh, welcome to Mormon land where uh, anything is possible. Anything is possible. But also, let's not let's not forget the fact that tribalism is at play. Yeah. And he is a part of their tribe. Mm -hmm. no. And uh, and that's, you know, and that's really more than anything, I think, in politics. 
what tribe are you in? Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. It's not, do you, you know, do I think your policies will do well? Do I think you'll do more harm than good? Are you in my tribe? Well, then that doesn't explain Trump at all. Well, he claimed a tribe. He claimed I, I to guess. be part of the tribe. And yeah. he keeps trying and he keeps saying I'm part of the tribe. But also but his, they should have rejected him outright. No, his tribe is the racist ones. Well, there is that. And yeah. his tribe is the sexist ones. And yeah. his tribe is the assholes. So that's who he mobilized in the primary. Yeah. And it's not working for him in the Unsettled general. Unsettled white men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A bunch of people who were like, how would we let the black guy in? <laughs> I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Now we got a woman? What? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, must, it's a terrible time to be a conservative white guy in this country. I know. All of your Rough. privilege is crumbling around you. <laughs> crumbling. <laughs> That's not true. We still have plenty of privilege. Thank God. Right? What, what would I do without my white privilege? I know. Psh, you're not even straight. <laughs> I know. I don't have all the privilege. I've got all the privilege. Yeah. Except I'm not I'm not Christian, so I don't have all don't the have all, all of it. I don't yeah. have all the all the you, privilege. You got you got to strike against you, Dan. It's true. You know. It's true. But and I'm, and you live on the west side. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do have to throw up the occasional gang sign. It's true. Well, if you have anything you'd like to say about what tribe you belong to uh, or about uh, McMormon, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message, 424-666-8442. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. It's a cool place to be. Uh, hey, thanks again to our donors. We sure love all of you guys uh, for, for all the kind things you do. And if Absolutely. you would like to be counted among their holy number, uh, you can go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the Patreon button. Help us get to our next goal. Yes, please. Thanks to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on the Facebook page. And thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Bye.